Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. During this time, we're actually going to be not gathering together and we are doing our gatherings online. So this podcast is from our very first time of doing that. And it might sound a little different, might feel a little different, but I encourage you just to engage uh, with these questions. We have them in the show notes for you. We have some questions to consider in this time based on scripture. So please interact uh, on our Facebook page with us every time we do a live stream going forward. But as you listen to this podcast, go ahead and uh, journal with the Holy Spirit, interact and engage with us online. Bless you guys. In this time, we are virtually together and spiritually one. Well, today we are going to have a, just a, a time of um, interaction, hopefully with one another, but definitely with the Spirit of God. I want you to take this opportunity to uh, be able to uh, engage with these concepts that we're going to share today. It's not going to be uh, the same. Obviously, this is nothing like what we usually do. Uh, we don't want to pretend that things are business as usual because they're not. I mean, they're not. You're all sitting in your houses or outside somewhere on your phones. I mean, this is just not usual. So I figured if all of you could be in your pajamas, I could wear a regular t-shirt. You know what I'm saying? So that's just the thought process behind that. But as we move into these concepts, I do want you just to have, uh, if you're, especially if you're alone, have a journal or um, get ready to comment um, and interact that way. Uh, if you want to comment with one another, that's totally fine. We're going to have some questions for you in just a minute. Uh, but if you don't and you just want to take this time between you and the Lord, that's fine. Get a journal. But especially families, take a seat. Let's, um, I want you to have a time of discussion with one another. But before we get there, I just want to share some concepts with you. I was asking the Lord, you know, what is, what is on the Lord's heart for us uh, today? And he just, you know, it's, it's the theme of the, of the corporate church right now. That what does it look like to be the church, right? I mean, we're, we've been saying for years, the church is not a building. The church needs to leave the building. Well, now the church is forced to leave the building. And we've been forced into this uh, by this external circumstance. And so what does that look like? And for us, we're the resting place. So what does that look like for us to be the resting place? And our name is not uh, just a cute name. Like, what does it mean? What does it look like for you and I to be a resting place for a frightened world? What does that look like? And today I want to just talk about what that would look like, okay? So the first thing I think it looks like is the reality of actually accomplishing that is going to have some requirements. And one of those requirements is we have to truly enter his rest ourselves in order to be a resting place for others. We have to have more than just a a, a church name over our door. We have to have more than a hashtag. We have to have more than a bumper sticker or whatever you want to say. A t-shirt says, I am the resting place. In order to be the resting place, we have to actually enter his rest. You can't fake this kind of thing. You can't fake peace. You can't fake wholeness. You can't. And, you know, I've shared this verse many times, but we're going to read in just a second, Hebrews 4.11. But the context here is that the people of God didn't actually enter the promised land because they refused to enter God's rest. They didn't believe in their hearts that that was what God had for them. So we need to believe in our hearts that today he, he is offering us rest. More than stillness, he's offering us rest. Hebrews 4.11 in the Passion Translation says, So then we must give our all and be eager to experience this faith rest life. So that no one falls short by following the same pattern of doubt and unbelief. That's referring to the Israelites. They didn't believe God 
for the promised land. They didn't believe God for his promises, and so they did not enter his rest. So we have to be eager and give our all to experience this faith rest life. What does that look like? Striving to enter his rest. It, I mean, in an age where rest seems unattainable, we're all being forced to experience it in some way or another. I mean, you're all at your houses right now resting. You're all, you're somewhere. You're not here. You didn't get up and get ready to go anywhere, hopefully, you know. <laughs> and so I just want to make a point that there is a real difference between slowing down and entering his rest. We've all been forced into a slowdown, but you have to leverage the slowdown to have rest. I can tell you that my house has been under quite a bit of stress. <laughs> There's been actually, for me, I, my rhythm got disrupted, you know. And my rhythm actually contributed to my rest. Is anybody rest, uh, resonating with this? You know what I'm saying? Like the, the regular schedule. My schedule helps me rest. It actually just, it, it's a way that I, I've year, learned to use my schedule, my rhythm to enter rest, you know. And now that my rhythm's been disrupted, I've actually had less rest this week in more slowness, less rest. And I just think that's intriguing. And it's true. It's true that just because you slow down doesn't mean you're resting. What does it look like to enter his rest in this time? And God will meet you wherever you decide to meet him. That's what I love about God. He will meet us wherever we decide to meet him. Jesus meets us on our level. So if you're in a slowdown, if you're just slowing down because you have to, God's going to meet you there. But if you actually take this opportunity to, to spiritually enter a new realm of rest, he's absolutely going to meet you there as well. So let there be a pursuit of rest so that we can be a resting place for others. Is this making sense? Hit the like, heart, comment below, you know, if it's making sense. So we want to be interactive. And so, like I said, we're going to have some questions now. We're going to have them on the screen for, you know, a few minutes. And well, I'm going to say what they are first, then we're going to put them on the screen. And this is just a way to engage with this scripture, Hebrews 4.11. Here's the first question. What are some things you've been doing daily before all this happened that are actually hindering your rest? What are some things that you've been doing daily that, or even now during this time that are actually just stillness, just slowness, but not rest? That's the first question. Second question, what part of your daily routine no longer seems necessary or ultimately important? What part of your everyday that you thought, oh my God, if I don't do this, the whole world is going to end. And now you realize, oh, actually, I don't have to do any of that. What part of your daily routine no longer seems necessary or ultimately important? And last question, we're going to put all three at one time on the screen. Don't worry. Because of this time, what are some new ways you can see that rest can become a lifestyle for you? What are some new ways that you can see the rest come a lifestyle? So like I said, if you're with your family, we're going to put these questions up. Please discuss with one another. If you're alone, feel free to enter into the comments and answer these questions. If you would like to just have a private time with the Lord, get a journal out and ask the Lord these questions. Show me what, what is true for me in these questions. Go ahead and take some time and answer those together.
Wow, come on. I was uh, just looking at some of your comments and so amazing things, some amazing things being revealed. I believe that God is going to use this time to just change lives. I mean, really, I, just some of your answers were life-changing. So this that's just so beautiful. Thank you for interacting. We're going to do another session of that in just a few minutes. Don't worry if you didn't get to all the questions. You can always play this back later, and you can write them down yourselves, and you can uh, spend some more extended time with the Lord uh, in this, or even talking with one another, your families. That would be beautiful. So we have to have a true soul rest within ourselves in order to give it away. We can't give something we don't have, right? So in order to give away rest, we have to have a true soul rest within ourselves. And God is showing many of you how to do that. So beautiful. Here's the second thing uh, that we're going to have to do if we want to be the resting place. Say it. Say it with me. Say it in a comment. Be the resting place. To be a resting place. Not to go to a resting place. Not to just come and have an awesome encounter with the Lord here and letting him rest upon us. But us being a resting place for others. That is what I'm talking about. In order to be that resting place. Second thing we're going to have to do. We're going to have to eagerly fight for unity. Eagerly fight for unity. Even in a time of social distancing. We are going to have to fight for unity in a time of social distancing. So important. I'm I'm thinking about uh, championing a hashtag. Hashtag fight for unity. Because it just, there's such a dichotomy there. Like we're talking about fighting, but we're talking about unity. Yeah. Uh, Well, we got to fight for it. If we fight with one another, we're not fighting for unity. And so I really want to read uh, Ephesians 4, 1 through 6 to you. This is Paul. He's uh, talking to the Ephesians church. And he's saying from captivity, actually. (laughs) He's actually saying from a place of social distancing forced upon him. From captivity in a jail cell. All right. Some of you might feel that way. You know, you might feel like you're locked in the house with your spouse. Hey, man. Paul was locked in a prison, and this is what he said. He said, I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called, with all humility and gentleness and patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. I'm going to read that again. Eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. Say amen. The reality of our situation is we are one. We're virtually together and spiritually one. This body is one. The whole church is one. And we're seeing that manifest. But the reality of this situation is we have more access to each other now than really ever via social media, via all these, these technology, this technology that we have, it's beautiful, but it can also be used to create division. And we've, we've at many times elevated our systems above the spirit of the living God. May, we have a lot of infighting going on, uh, on between the church right now. And I've seen it. I addressed it on Friday in a Facebook Live. I don't want to rehash all of that. But the reality is our systems have to bow to the unity of the spirit. If you believe you should be um, gathering here together with all of us and you think I have a lack of faith because of that, I say, okay, we can disagree, but we can't be disunified. We can disagree, but we can't be disunified. We have to be eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit. It's not the unison of the Spirit. It's not unison. It's not all the same note. It's not all the same voice. It's different voices, diverse voices, and doing it with the same Spirit. The unity of the Spirit isn't doing the same thing. It's you doing 
different things with the same spirit, the same heart. And so we cannot forsake our own body for the sake of our traditions. We cannot forsake our own body as in our other brothers and sisters for the sake of our tradition, for the sake of our outlook. It's not okay. We need to hold our systems loosely and the unity of the spirit tighter than ever. We need to hold our systems loosely, but we need to hold the unity of the spirit tighter than ever in this time. This is how we're going to be the resting place. This is how we're going to be a resting place for the world, a frightened world who needs us to show them, to rise up and show them what does it look like to be one? What does it look like to have one heart, to be one people? So we're going to ask you a few more questions. Hope you're okay with that. And you can discuss it with your family. Obviously, if you're just jumping on, now you can uh, answer these questions in the comments. Comment with one another. Or you can just journal with the Holy Spirit. Here's what they are. We're going to put them up in just a second. I'm going to read them to you. First question. Have you seen examples of humility, gentleness, and patience in this time? What are they? Have you seen them? If you haven't, what would it look like to you? What would examples of humility, gentleness, and patience look like to you in this time? Second question, what does it look like to bear with one another in love? Have you seen it in your community? Have you seen examples of bearing with one another in love? It's a great question. And last question, what are some things that we can all do to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace in a time of social distancing? What are some things we can all do to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace? Go ahead. We're going to put those questions up. Discuss with one another.
Oh, come on. My favorite. I was watching the live stream again. My favorite uh, answer was from one, an 11-year-old saying, give them toilet paper. <laughs> That's a great answer. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so good. So we must maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. Non-negotiable, guys. Non-negotiable. In order to be the resting place, that is a must-have. The third thing I'd like to point out about being the resting place is that, you know, we're one body with many convictions. You are a part of the church. This gathering, this church is a part of the capital C church. And so we're one body with many convictions. We just read it, but I'm going to read it again in Ephesians 4, just verse 6. It says, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith. One baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Say one. We're one. If this time doesn't reveal how, how necessary it is for us to be unified in one, I don't know what will. All over the world, people are streaming their services, streaming things like this. They're, we're all doing this, and we're seeing one another in a new way. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to reveal the unity that we actually have already and we need to fight for through this and one thing that's going to have to be uh prevalent in our hearts is overcoming the fact that we have many convictions there's nothing wrong with that because though we are one body we don't always agree and think the same way amen the hand doesn't think like the eye etc etc i'm going to read you a verse about that in just a minute but here's the reality of the situation the unity of the spirit actually requires the diversity of the saints the unity of the Spirit requires the diversity of the, of the saints. How can I say that? Well, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12 through 14 says, For just as one, as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. Did you hear that? It says, All the members of the body, though many, are one body. And so it is with Christ. For in one Spirit we're all baptized into one body. Jews or Greeks, slaves or free. And all were made to drink of one spirit, for the body does not consist of one member, but of many. What does this say? This says that we are different, and that's a good thing. The hand is different from the shoulder. The knee is different from the foot. It's good that we are different. It's good that we have different convictions. Again, I'm going to repeat myself, but fighting for the unity of the spirit doesn't mean we do the same things. It means we do it with the same heart. We do it with the same heart. Same heart of love. Same heart of uh, promoting God above ourselves. Promoting the Lord, His kingdom, not just our kingdom efforts. Amen? So, we need to honor the differences within the diverse body of Christ. We need to honor the differences between in the diverse bodies of Christ. body of Christ. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that before we close and we go here. But the reality is that we have to move from conviction backed by Scripture. You know, we have those many convictions, many body parts, right? But we have to move backed by scripture from our convictions backed by scripture. Okay. Romans 14, 23 says something really interesting. It says, whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. Whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. So if we are doing this because we're afraid of catching a virus, this is sinful. If we are virtually doing this together because we are afraid of catching a virus, this is sinful. Because fear is just faith pointing in the wrong direction. But if we're doing this because we love one another and do wanna, don't want to communicate, don't want to send a disease that we might be carrying right now to someone who's at risk, if it's out of love, then it's not sin. 
if, if it's out of love, it's because of faith, amen? Because we know the person of love. Is this making sense? If we're doing this because we're afraid, it's sinful. But if we're doing this because we're in love, it's faith. It's the true motivation of your heart that's being revealed. If you're gathering because you just want to prove something, if that's not from faith, then it's sin. Why am I saying this? Because some are saying we cannot stop gathering because of Hebrews 10.25. That's in your Bible. Hebrews 10.25 is in there. It says, don't forsake the gathering of one another. And then others are saying we shouldn't gather in order to honor leaders because of Romans 13, 1 through 2. That's in your Bible. That's true. Which one is right? Just depends on what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. It depends on the faith that you have in this moment. Because whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you, to your people, to you, the leaders of these diverse congregations? John 5, 19 is critical. We don't have it for you, but it says that Jesus only did what the Father was doing, said what the Father is saying, and we must, each of one of us, endeavor to only do what the Father is doing. We have to endeavor there. That has to be our starting point. Why? Because we stand on every word God has said. That's the scripture, backed up by scripture, right? Written scripture. We stand on every word God has said, but we step with every word he's saying. We stand on every word he has said. That's immovable. That's a foundation. Amen? But we step with every word he's saying. Man does not live by bread alone, but every word of God that proceeds from the mouth of God. It's a movement. It's current tense, present tense. So we have to walk in faith and bring life to everyone around us in this time, no matter what our convictions are. Amen? So as we close today, I just want to um, leave you with your own question to take, just like we've had these times of questions. But I want you to, especially if you didn't have your own time with the Holy Spirit, I want you to use this question for your own time later today or right as we close here. Okay, here's the question. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you what in your life is proceeding from something other than faith. Is there something proceeding from fear, from greed, from aggravation? What is proceeding from your life, if anything, that is not of faith? For whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. What is? What are you moving from that is not rooted in faith? Write down in a personal journal what the Holy Spirit says. Remember, there is no condemnation, right? And ask Holy Spirit to help you walk by faith in those areas. So if the Holy Spirit shows you, yeah, you're not moving from faith in this thing, that's actually sin to you. If he shows you that, then don't be condemned. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. But you need to ask Holy Spirit how to help, ask him to help you. Help me walk in faith in those areas. Amen? Amen. So let me just recap for you. What There's four things I mentioned that it looks like. What does it look like to be the resting place to a frightened world? Here they are. It looks like truly having a soul rest within yourself because you have to have it to give it away. It looks like truly having your own soul rest, a true soul rest, so that you can give it away. Number two, it looks like maintaining the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Number three, it looks like honoring the differences amongst the diverse convictions within the body of Christ. It looks like honoring the differences that we have with our beautiful body. Number four, it looks like walking in faith and bringing life to everyone around us, whether that's in large or small groups. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to pray to activate these things. And before we go, we're going to do one more thing. So hang on with me. But just pray with me right now. Lord Jesus, help us. Help us in this time. You are our ever-present help in time of need. Help us to have a true soul rest within ourselves. Help us. Show us how to enter that rest in this time. 
beyond slowness, beyond stillness, just a real soul rest. Thank you, Lord. Help us to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Come on, pray for yourself. Pray for your family. Help us, Lord, to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Help us to honor the differences amongst the diverse convictions within your beautiful body, Lord Jesus. Help us to honor the differences amongst us. Help us, let's, let's value one another above our differences, Lord. Help us, Lord. And finally, help us to walk in faith. Everything proceeding from faith. Because we know that's going to bring life to everyone around us. We want to bring life to everyone around us. In Jesus' name, say amen. Thank you for listening to this message from The Resting Place Tampa. We exist for the lost to be found, the found to be free, and peace to reign in our city. For more great resources like this, check out TheRestingPlaceTampa.com.